welcome to Pete's Percussion Podcast. I'm your host, Pete Zambito, and we're here for episode 241 and my conversation with Allen University in South Carolina percussion professor Javon Milford. At Mizzou, we are very nearly done. So close. Wrapping up grading in the next few days, and then it's finally summer. The rest is going to be a welcome sight. So let us get to today's guest, Javon Milford. So I had it in my head that Javon and I were meeting for the first time. And that ends up being not the case for the best of reasons. As I was looking over Javon's bio, I saw that he had earned his undergrad degree from Benedict College in South Carolina. And immediately, it made me think about whether or not he was there as a student under my former grad school colleague and current professor at Tennessee State, Dr. Sean Daniels. So when I asked him about this, he said, I was at your clinic and recital that you gave at Benedict. So way back in 2005, while I was teaching at Concord University in West Virginia, I did a tour of schools in the Columbia area. And I played an afternoon concert and clinic at Benedict, one of the HBCUs located in the city. This performance gets brought up a few times during the podcast, as it was a great memory for both of us. Javon is currently the director of percussion at Allen University, a small private HBCU in Columbia that has only recently resurrected its band program and now has its first full-time percussion professor in Javon. We talk about that and his path to getting the position. What's completely evident from this conversation is Javon's hunger, enthusiasm, and drive towards building a great percussion program and becoming a great teacher. It was a thrill to get to talk to him and have him share his story on the show. And that enthusiasm is helpful for an old, grizzled, middle-aged veteran like myself. So let's get to our conversation we recorded this interview over Zoom on May 7th, 2021, and it begins right now. Uh, Javon, give me a summation of your percussion and your job responsibilities as they are right now. Uh, so currently, um, I'm director of percussion uh, at Allen University located in Columbia, South Carolina. And um, what I do, I um, assist with the, the, the marching band as well while I run the drum line there. And also with the faculty, I oversee the p- Department of Percussion um, where I teach applied percussion and also uh, percussion ensemble. I have a course there. And I co-teach, co-taught um, music uh, appreciation as well. So anything percussion related, that's using my ear, what I do currently at the university. August will be my fourth year. Um, they never had a percussion department before. Um, so this is the first one. Uh, they, they, this is their, uh, they haven't had a band uh, in over 50 years. So everything is kind of reviving and still kind of new in, in sort of a sense. So this August will be my upcoming fourth year work, working with the university. Gotcha. So when you came in, did they, did, was that the first year that they had like all of this, the band, the band, the percussion? Yeah. So they had a band since 1969. 1969, uh, I believe that that was the last final year. So they haven't had a band from that year up until now. 
think 2017, the, the groundwork started began. I think our first season was 2018 up until then. So they, they never had a percussion department like ever. Um, so this is the first uh, first set of years that they have actually had a department of percussion with, as, as a discipline. And so this is, again, August will be the fourth year. Um, of course, I don't really count uh, this year right here really is having a serious one because of the COVID. But, you know, if we count this one, it'd be August will be the fourth year. Before I get into kind of the specifics of that, tell me a little bit more about the university. So Allen University, of course, is the HBCU. Um, currently, I think the, the, the student body ranges from uh, about between seven, uh, 600 to about 800 comfortably. Um, it's, a, it's a small, small university. Um, it's in, you know, Columbia, South Carolina. It's a liberal arts, a liberal arts school where they have just about um, most of the most uh, popular majors. Um, and that's really, really, really about it as far as, uh, you know, being a, just a liberal arts college, small, small school. Um, so it's a growing campus, growing school. Um, I think uh, because of you have band and uh, these other components that the university president is bringing um, as far as athletics. And so it's increasing the, 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 the numbers as far as the school. Um, so that's the basic logistics of the school currently as of right now. Do you, what division is like division three or something like that? Uh, or well, you... well, we was in the NIA uh, division, yeah. um, which is a lower level division. And so now we just petitioned and got accepted into the SIAC um, oh, okay. where we play a lot of, a lot of bigger, bigger, a larger, bigger schools. And so that's currently where we at and we'll see how it goes. I, I remember when I was a undergraduate student, I believe they were in the SIAC, but some, for some strange reason they got out of it. The football program got lost. But when this current president came back, he uh, brought band and football back at the exact same time. Um, just decrease um, revenue for the school and student, increase enrollment. And is it, uh, is it private or public? Forgot to mention that. Well, Allen, Allen University is, is a private um, institution. It's a private institution. Is it affiliated with it? Like, what's the origin of the uh, school? Uh, uh, AME, uh, Allen is, is, is affiliated with the, the AME. That's the, that's the denomination, rather. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so does it have much – it's kind of like – so is it basically like it's Allen, it's Benedict, it's USC. Like, are there other schools in Columbia aside from those three? In just the Columbia area, you have Columbia College, which is an all-female school. That's not right. too far from the university. Then, you, of course, you have Benedict, and then you have Allen. Then you have a technical school, Millens Tech. And then if you go about 40 miles away, you have South Carolina State. Um, mm. well, you, of course, you have USC and Columbia. Then you have Newberry, Limestone, right. Clemson. Mm. And I feel like I'm forgetting another college somewhere. Oh, College of Charleston, Charleston yeah. Southern. Then you go down, down in that area. Um, but those and, are the ones that's closer to us now. And Winthrop isn't that far, is it? Uh, or that's close to maybe, Charlotte. Yeah, it's maybe maybe a little over an hour. Okay. Something like that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. Um, yeah. So because this is a like a new percussion program and, and they're kind of bringing it all back, what's it been like to kind of deal with all the – you know, the origins of a program, basically. I guess it, it has some ups and, ups and downs. I think the biggest challenge was for me is just being able to um, instill in the students the importance of having a program and, first of all, what it takes. 
I mean, once I once I once I instilled that in them, I think the groundwork um, was already con- been easier to be um, you know lifted off the ground. Another thing that I that I believe that helped the program out was me. Um, I didn't even know I was going to be a collegiate instructor this soon in my career. I, I, I didn't know that, but you know, I kind of prepared and set myself up um, by seeing different things, going to master classes, always thinking on a, a collegiate mindset. So if I had the opportunity, boom, only thing I had to do was kind of find out how I want the program to be structured and tailored and kind of do some trial and error things from there. And um, I had a five-year plan when I came there for um, the percussion studio. Um, and so Next year or August, I'm going to start writing, um, writing out my curriculum because the first couple of years was just a trial and error to see what works with the students. And I really I didn't want to do a lot of put this there, take that out, put this. There. So I, I just kind of use those first three years as an assessment. And yeah. so this year, upcoming year, I'm going to actually write a curriculum that we kind of use and as, as, as a guide to keep it going. But it, so far, it's, 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 it's been really, 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 really good. Um, for me, I was just kind of on the lucky side with, with the students. I had some good students. Um, it's not all perfect. It's not all perfect. Um, but I can honestly say they, they work hard. I work hard with the students and it's going pretty well. Oh, that, that's wonderful. It, obviously, you're you're assessing, as you're saying, and just trying to figure mm-hmm. out, like, what's the going to be the path mm-hmm. forward? What's it been in terms of equipment just to just to have stuff like have you was it like one thing? Did you has it been kind of rolling every year? You you may get something new. What's been going on? Man, we we we've been lucky. I'm in a lucky spot. The uh, because I work with the the, the band department, and um, so the band purchased a lot of the the instruments, um, the marimba, and I mean we have just about every every main instrument: concert snare drum and timpani. Uh, you know the basic melodics. We don't have a five octave just yet. But we have two marimbas, a couple snare drums, a couple drum sets, and I, I purchase um, a couple hand instruments, and um, I have a drum set myself, and and so we have enough enough instruments to play a lot of um, small ensemble things, and, and you know I, I get creative enough to even add include body percussion in there somewhere, and yeah. so as the program get larger as as it is, it's gonna call for we're gonna get a lot of bigger, bigger instruments. But right now we, we are calling, what, what we have in the studio is actually just perfect for the type of students that we have one and the, the, I guess the, the amount of students that we have right now is working just, just perfectly, perfectly. Are you drawing a lot from the students that you have in drumline to kind of, uh, kind of fill out a lot of the stuff or do you have people who are not in drumline that are part of your Yeah. Studio? Yeah, well, currently, um, again, the program is still on the kind of new side. So we don't have anybody, currently just just not on the marching band that's not a major if you're on the marching band and you percussionist nine times the 10 you are i think we we have a drum line i think about 23 24 students about a good portion of them comes from the drum line yeah. um and we have a studio about uh 14 students 14 students and so about uh yeah most of those students are actually on the drum line does the band have a, a dedicated space for what they, you know, either marching or concert or how, how do, what's the, what's that, the status of that kind of. Good, good question. Uh, currently at the, at the beginning, we did not because it was just new. We, we had to kind of share space. And it, again, the band was small, the studio was small, again, perfect situation to maneuver. But as you know, percussionists, we just need our own space because our bodies are the, the, the bigger instruments and, you know, with the social distance, all that stuff. So luckily this year we was fortunate 
Uh, well, this upcoming year, rather, we'll have our own space to where we can store the marching drums and uh, the concert percussion in, in one building, kind of treat that as the percussion studio. And we do have available rooms that I'm going to convert over to some small practice rooms for, for the students, just kind of getting creative. Again, we don't have a large studio. Um, you know, if need be, we can get creative and go under under a barn. I mean, if you wanted to, that's just kind of some things. If you just want to get really creative, you can just go outside. Hey, I want to catch some fresh air. I'll just take my concert snare drum and yeah. record outside. <laughs> you know, just just for a new environment. You know, but we do have a space. We we do have a space. It's, it's going to be ready in August, and um, that's 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 pretty much where we at as far as as far as the space. I think it's it's interesting. Schools that are in the um, that are in the south. I yeah. think they, they've, I know a lot of them have, have kind of had to, had to think about that idea of, of, I can, we can actually go outside yeah. most oh, yeah. of the year and oh, yeah. <laughs> make this right. work. Right, 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 right. What's the, um, tell me a little bit about the marching schedule. What's, what's typical for how much the, the line meets versus in addition to when it's all full band stuff. Okay. So normally uh, during our normal fall marching season, we will have two rehearsals. The first uh, rehearsals uh, is, is 4 to 5.30, then we take a break. And then we come from uh, 7.30, I believe, to 9.30. Oh, 6.30, 6.30 to, 6.30 to 8.30. Mm-hmm. Um, that's normally the t- typical band, band schedule. Of course, the drum line will go a little bit beyond that. Um, but most of the time at that first rehearsal, the drum line, we usually break out into sectionals. And so the drum line would get their personal time then as well. You know, when you have homecoming or special drum line shows coming up or something like that, we will extend the practices out. It just depends on what event that we're doing. But normally that's that's the practice schedule um, that I that I just ju- I just mentioned. So only twice a week. We will meet two, two different separate times each day, Monday, sorry, through Thursday. Okay. So Monday, gotcha. Wednesday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, two separate rehearsals per day. And then of course Friday will be a dress rehearsal, kind of prepping and Saturday will be the game schedule normally, typically. Gotcha. And the that that and then that's a dinner break, right? That's after. right, right, right. In between that the, the four thirty to five thirty break, and then you come back. Yeah. Yeah. That's a dinner break. Yeah. Gotcha. Is that is that like the when the um when the cafeteria is open like that 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 window? Well, it really? opens a little. Yeah, it opens a little bit before that, but that's I I guess that was, I guess that's when the band director feels though that that's a good spot where a lot of people won't be in the cafe, which they don't. Yeah. And so it just kind of works out for the students can go get their their dinner and and you know be back to practice before time begins. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So it just kind of works out. Because again, you're at a this is a new thing. I mean, do they, have you kind of been able to set like what, what's kind of like the standard cadences, the, have you basically created a lot of that stuff? Uh, or was there anything before to even go off of? Man, everything has been done from scratch, which is very difficult to do because you may think that this is new for you, but somebody across the world, certain places where you're located, maybe already doing that. Right. And so what me and the students have done We've kind of researched, researched, and researched what everybody else is doing and what they're not doing and try to put those elements into, I guess, having our own identity. Again, that goes back to what I mentioned before um, with me writing a curriculum. Um, This year, we just had a meeting about this um, yesterday. This year is going to be the year that we 
be known for this is our identity. This is going to be our stepping stone, our cadences. These are what we're going to keep. This is what we're not going to keep. Again, it was all about trial and error, what works, what sound we want from the tuning to the heads that we use, stick the choices that we use. I mean, everything that we use is going to be implemented from this year coming on August up until whenever. Um, So this is going to be a very important year for, for the students at Allen University. Yeah. No, that that's really important to kind of get that, that, that makes sense in terms of how you're explaining the um, you know, the, the current, like trying to figure out the curriculum. Right. It's like, I have to get back in my brain about when I, when I was working with, with uh, HBCU line, it's like, it took us a while to figure out the heads, you know, what exactly that all that, that stuff took years because it was the same kind of thing. Like you just needed the time to, um, you needed the time to figure out what was, what was actually going to work for this program. And sometimes it's not always fun because again, you got a lot of schools that's doing something that you may easy fall into doing. Right. And that can be bad. You gotta, you gotta kind of figure out, well, you just have to really think about how you want this thing to be done. And it it can be very difficult. That's why I didn't, when I first got there, I knew in my mind, whatever we did, I just want to get through the season, get through the next season and kind of take some of those elements out and put it together and say, this is what we're going to be because I have enough ingredients now, now to, to make a solid foundation right now. You know, we don't have a lot of cadences in our book. We don't have a lot of warm ups, um, but we have enough to, for a good, firm assessment to what we're going to be known for for 30, 40, 50 years from now. And so we're going to start building from this point on. But it's, I think it's great. I think it's going good. No, yeah. that that's awesome. I know that's yeah. a challenge with like Benedict is right there. Yeah. Uh, you know, so yeah. it's like, and they know you're a Benedict person. So they probably be like, <laughs> is this a Benedict thing? And you're like, yeah. no, yeah. you know, you have to be yeah. like, yeah. is it? <laughs> yeah. 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 Try to stay away from that sound that they have. Right. I want to be completely opposite, completely yeah. opposite. Well, that's what's, yeah. that's what's, you know, cause you, cause like there's the Benedict thing. And then you have like a really well-known South Carolina State being a really well-known oh, yeah. drumline yeah. and band yeah. program that you're probably yeah. like, again, you're like, okay, it can't. Yeah. yeah. It sounded like, you feel like, like this can't sound like yeah. exactly that. Yeah. Right? yeah. I'm in neutral, man. I can't go backwards <laughs> or forward, you know, but I, I know I have to, to greet it somewhere. I just got to find it. Yeah. Yeah. This is all good. It's, it's, it's a little bit of fun in this. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little bit of fun. Yeah. Yeah. I just, you know, it's like the, the students might, might be like, well, that's a, that's an, that's an SC state thing. And you're like, yeah. stop it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Oh, oh, when, when sometimes when the students play, I was like, well, wait a minute, that's from North Carolina a t You right. don't want to get too comfortable playing that. You know? yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. You don't get too comfortable, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's all good. Yeah. <laughs> And this is when I was teaching at, at Lincoln um, in in Missouri. We had an event where we were playing, where we it was like a whole bunch of bands were doing a, an event in St. Louis, and uh, and A and T came to it and like wiped the floor with everybody. Oh man, no, no, no surprise. But they <laughs> yeah, were playing a cadence. But they we were doing we were marching in, and they were playing a cadence, and I was like, wait, that is, and I had been told like years earlier that we had borrowed some stuff from them and I wasn't, I just had never heard them do it. Yeah. And it was, it was a very different version of it, but I was like, there it is. Yeah. Like, there it is. Ugh. There it is. Yep. 
and it was soon after we we I think we pulled it out. <laughs> like yeah, we got... yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, I mean, it's easy to get caught up, man, because it sounds so groovy. It just sounds so, and you want to steal it, and you want to put your your own and twist to it. But it's not enough to steal the identity, and it still sounds the same. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because you you don't want you don't want uh, some uh, someone who's like, wait, that's their cadence, and, and right. then you're like. <sighs> Yeah, yeah, it, it it would definitely hurt the recruitment aspects. I mean, these kids are really focused on this drumline thing. I mean, yeah. it's it's super popular. I did a masterclass at, at Benedict a few weeks ago, and, and it entitled basically, you know, changing his perspectives by HBU HBCU percussion programs. And I'm not talking yeah. about marching program, right? I'm talking about the actual concert side. And um, I did an assessment with the HBCU. I did my HBCU simply because I was there. I didn't have to go reach anybody. And then I did a, a PWI. It was in uh, Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. And it, just looking at the numbers, who likes March Band versus concert percussion, it was out of the wazoo. And so I can see how popular marching band is. And I'm trying to get my students to understand that you can only have a limited career. Right. Uh, I guess if you focus on marching to a certain extent. I mean, people have a career, but they are very limited, successful people. Whereas the concert side, you, you kind of, if you set yourself up and you can produce, you should be fine. And so that's another issue that I'm trying to, and pull them, pull them out of the marching band arena, arena. four to five years of marching, you're done. What's after that? You know, so that's another little topic. I just kind of had a little, get that off. No, that's, that's <laughs> awesome. Okay. If it's like Harvey, or Ralph, Ralph Mitt, you, right. you know, you're like, okay, that's it's like, do you, can you name anyone else? Like, right, or maybe right. if you did like blast, like if you did like one of the, you know, a, a, um, like an, a WGI type show that catches, but after that, you know? Yeah. I mean, you know, <laughs> when I saw Lee Stevens, yeah. uh, I was fortunate to see him. He made a comment. He said, well, I already own Marimba, Marimba Tech, Mallet, Mallet Tech, rather. Yeah. And, and I'm already doing this stuff. Is there anybody out there can do something? To, it worked for me at this time. Right. If you take the exact same path that I did, it may not work for you. You have to be creative enough because everybody is doing it. I mean, everybody is doing all this Marimba. And what's going to set you up differently? And again, I love marching percussion, but I just yeah. know for me, it won't take me far in my career. I know that. It, yeah. It's only going to limit me. Um, and so I'm always telling my students, you know, learn the concert side of percussion. Um, I, I was fortunate again to bring in um, Renard Carroll. Mm-hmm. He was saying, you know, I played on a couple Walt Disney tracks. And, you know, if a guy played marimba and he played snare drum, he get more money. But if you only played concert snare drum, you only getting this amount of money. So it's just being uh, having all these resources that you all uh, experiences on these other percussion instruments. It's going to explore. You're going to have so much, I guess, benefits of the, at the end goal if you are well-rounded as a percussionist. Um, but currently, where we at? Everybody wants to play a snare drum, and mm-hmm. I and I understand why because it's a good instrument. It's, it's it's everything that they first see in the percussion. Nobody, I never even saw marimba literally until I came to Benedict. I never, I I, I didn't know what a marimba was. I just know, I know timpani and you know, you know xylophone, but Anything beyond that, I I I know nothing. I just didn't know. Right, right. I, I, just, didn't, I just didn't know. But once you came <laughs> and I saw it, and I'm saying, okay, is this the standard? I, I got to work a little bit harder if this is the standard, you know? And I will never forget that that performance. I, I've never forgotten that performance. I, I don't remember what you played, but 
I remember you coming and you doing the one-handed rolls and I was sitting right there off center from you. I'm like, man, I, I got to work harder. And from that day on, I, my, I was always serious about percussion. I just kind of had to figure out how do I need to approach this thing. Yeah, this, I'm, you know, it's, I'm glad, like I, I, like I said, I really did. Like I, I it was memorable for me to play yeah. because the other thing that was, that was great was um, you and some of the other uh, members of the, not just the, like the whole band, but, but some of the other members of the percussion studio, like we talked for a while after, Yeah, um, yeah you know, like yeah. I, I remember vividly remember just kind of like just chatting, just like hearing about you know some of your stories and stuff like that and i was like oh yeah this, this is part like the, the playing was fun but this is even yeah, better yeah I like <laughs> yeah you know interacting yeah. with everyone yeah 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 so me and my other uh percussionist colleague thomas Spann, he teaches at fish university as a band yeah. director and we often kind of bring up that that performance just talking out it was like yeah you remember uh mr zambito when he came back to the uh you know came to the university, he did this. He was just fascinated by these one-handed roles. Right? I, was like, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta learn. I gotta, I just gotta get it. Like, I mean, we was, we was, I was blown away. I've never seen a one-hand roll until, until I saw you did it. I was like, man. <laughs> oh, you're making me, you're making me yeah. blush, Siobhan. Yeah. Yeah, man, a freshman, I'm just like, man, he's playing this. I'm like, oh my God, I gotta work. Well, you, you, you know what's though, it's really important is that um, cause this happened when I was teaching at, at Lincoln is that when we did get, and I know whenever you get that five octave, like whenever that's going to happen, you know, it's going to like, your students are going to be like, okay, like, you, you know, like there's, there's like this moment of, cause I know that that was a pretty new instrument when I, when I played there, I think, cause I, I, mm -hmm. I, cause I knew Dr. Daniels cause we went to grad school together. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I know, and I know that that, like, it matters just to, to, for you to, on the concert side to just see like what a professional instrument, like interact with a professional instrument too. Right. 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 Yeah. 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 So, I loved it, man. I had a great time at Benedict. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's wonderful. I want to go back to the, the point though, you said about this is uh because this is, this is something that I know is, is a challenge is that if the, if the students you're working with are, are only or are nearly entirely interacting with percussion in a, um, in a marching setting, then it's, you know, it's the work that you have to do to, to, to like, to open it up as you're saying. Right. 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 I think, I think, again, I, I think that they're, they're getting more closer to the craft yeah. only because, only because Mr. Milford fights so hard to push, inspire, be a great role model and then seeing the standard. Um, another thing that's helping me out is because, they never, uh, they never had a percussion program. So right. they're trying to be balanced. They never, if they, if they had a program for about 10 or 15, 20 years and they came into a concert percussion, a march percussion, it just would have been total chaos. But because they haven't seen this and they're the builders, it's like, well, you have to be even across the board because you're the foundation. Right. That's, that, that is what was helping me get this. Now, even if we didn't, even if we had that, knowing the work ethic that I have in me, mm -hmm. um, I, I, I take, students out to you know usc or you know expose them to percussion about society uh, we just brought in five top uh you know guest artists for this semester so i'm i'm, I'm leaning towards not focusing on march man because usually they're going to excel faster in that is I'm, I'm more concerned about the, the craft and so again i'm i, I feel comfortable that this year is going to be a whole lot better it's not bad 
but they, I think a lot is easy for those students currently. And I'm speaking for a lot of students that, that, you know, it's easy for a student to overshadow what their main purpose for coming to school for to earn a degree in a discipline versus just to play on the, the drum line. I yeah. get that. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's, you know, it's, it's getting better. They're coming home. They're starting to understand what it takes. They, they, they're coming up. They're, 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 they're doing just fine. Yeah. They're doing just fine. That's, that's, that's yeah. Cool. Tell me a little bit about kind of the ways that you've had to, we talked a little bit about studio and, and concert, but kind of like combining it. How have you made percussion ensemble work um, there? Actually, percussion ensemble, I, I live and sleep, breathe ensemble. And set, set, in fact, I have the program already pro- programmed for next semester, for the fall. Um, that's, just, that's just what I'm, what I'm about. But um, I think because I have two duties with the faculty in marching drumline, I, I always push concert percussion because I know that's probably a weak component in, in their brains. And so it's been working good. We just had a, in fact, uh, my first year there, we had a percussion ensemble, um, you know, and you can expect um, how a first year program will sound, you know, and our second uh, concert, which was held last semester, great, phenomenal. Um, last, uh, this semester, Phenomenal. Even even better. We spiced it up with some little different level difficulty of pieces. I mean, it, it was great. Um, we usually meet uh, for percussion ensemble two days a week, eight to nine thirty. Mm-hmm. Um, but next year, well, actually, this semester we met three times a week: Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, eight to nine thirty. And um, again, for some special f- performances that we're trying to do, like we did a professional recording, we was hitting these Saturdays. That's really what helped us out the, the, to get our program. Where, where, where we at? And I'm, I'm really excited to share this. Uh, we were, we, we were uh, just accepted as the day today to perform with the, the Valley, the Texas Day Percussion Ensemble um, um, premiere on tomorrow. So I'm really excited about that. Kids been working really, really hard over the, this semester and last semester. I mean, I didn't even know that they could even do it. I mean, I know I had the ingredients, but just to see it, man, I did all this with the students. And so it's good that, that you know, we get to see something else different. Texas get to see something different. I mean, I always tell my students, you know, if you really want to really learn some serious percussion, look at Texas, look at Florida. I mean, there, there's some really great players. I mean, in the state of Texas and, and, and Florida, and there's a lot of other places, but, you know, Texas, is, man, it's, there's some great players in Texas, man. And so that's what just what we've been wor- really working on, um, really hitting this percussion ensemble literature, like really, really hard. Um, fundamentals really this semester, you know? And so it's, it's been going good, man. I mean, I have no really complaints. I mean, it's not perfect, but, you know, we're doing a great job for a three-year-old program. Um, really. Yeah. Oh, that's tremendous. Yeah. So congratulations on that. Yeah, thank that's you, awesome. sir. You're welcome. Now we've talked about the program. Tell me about just getting the job. Like, what was what were you doing beforehand, and how did how did it come about that? He, as you said, you were like you didn't think you'd be doing this this fast. Yeah, and so when I when I got out of when I got out of Benedict, um, it was really really tough, honestly, to find a job. It was really really it was so it was, it was competitive. I should say. Yeah. And um, what I did was I took a side job until I kind of find the ideal job that I that I wanted. And it was, I realized that time was creeping up on me and I was getting a little, little bit older because I graduated a slightly a little older than normal. Mm-hmm. And what I did was I started, uh, um, I didn't even realize I know I was going to be a teacher. It just kind of, well, if this is what you do, what you're going to do, 
then I know freelancing wasn't the thing for me. I, I just knew that. And so when I got out of school again, and um, I started doing a lot of uh, adjunct seasonal director percussion jobs. I went back to my high school, did four seasons there, took a bigger job, boom, did that for a couple of years, took an even bigger job, boom. And um, I left that scene for a, lot, a little while and I went down to elementary teaching music. Um, I thought that was great because um, I know I wanted to be a collegiate instructor at some point in my time. So I needed to get exposed to some different things. And so I worked there for a couple of years and then um, that that was it for me. Um, I was assistant director of high, high school bands, a, a couple of jobs I did. And um, based on based on those experiences that I had, um, I was recommended for the job. Of course, there were some other candidates before me, but it just didn't work out for whatever. It just didn't work. And so I was the next guy in line for the job. And based on what I have done previous, um, because you always got to do your background checks and all your people. Hot, and it just That's what you have to do. And because of those great experiences that I had at my other programs, I was the ideal candidate for, for the job. And so I, I, I got the job. Um, at the university, work, working with the, you know, working with the drum line and, and in the faculty. It just kind of happened for me. I, again, I never thought that I would have been, I think I was maybe 32, um, which is still kind of very young for to have a, a collegiate job and, and brand new at, at the same time. So was very fortunate. Um, you just never know who, who may need you or who may be looking at you, you know, when you don't think people is noticing you. And, and that's the situation I was in because they call a guy that I never even thought, and boom, that was the reference that they needed to hear. And because of that, again, the good experiences kind of set me up for the being the position that I am right now. So I've worked hard. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people don't really realize that, but I worked hard prior before getting this. Mm-hmm. It was the it was the, my past experience that set me up, and so it just kind of worked out for me. Obviously, if you're if you're moving on from from job to job and kind of and making the progression. Uh, and that way, uh, that's that's a given. Uh, yeah. Particularly if you if you're moving to bigger programs each time, yeah, it sounds oh, like yeah. you're doing. Yeah, yeah, I was kept moving to a bigger program. I'm like, wow, I can't believe I'm doing this. Is I mean, I had I my, my, I haven't been doing this a, a whole lot, a lot of 20, 30 years. But based on the few years that I have, man, I, I so far I'm, I'm pretty impressed with my my years that I've been in education. I just I just been working really really hard and still trying to get better find ways to get better and get knowledgeable with this thing so that I can just kind of sprinkle along and pass it along to somebody else. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. yeah. Now were, were these, were these positions, were they all in state? Um, did you, yeah. did you, okay. Yeah. They were all in, in state. Um, I, w- I was traveling like quite a, quite far. Um, I've traveled about uh, the job that I left, it was an hour, a little over an hour. Then I took a bigger job. It was like two hours away from my hometown. Mm. Then, I, then I went out further. It was like almost two and a half hours away. And I was like, wait a minute, this is getting a little out, you know, out of hand. Um, again, great experience, serious students. Mm-hmm. And um, I, was, I was able to take that program to where they wanted to go. Mm-hmm. I, was, I was able to, each program that I was at, I was able to make sure that those kids, even the elementary that I was at, I've, I've done something that has never been happen, happened before at the elementary school. I, I took them to compete in the Cowan's Music Festival across state lines. That has never happened. Mm. That's never happened at that school district. And so because of what I've been doing at the school and the superintendent was highly impressed with just about all these performances that I was doing, he allowed me to, to you know, to do this. And 
you know, I've outgrew the program and I've did what I was supposed to do. So that's when I start took I took a bigger job um, and seek something else um, as a challenge, um, good opportunity as well. So when you were were moving from from these various jobs, were you are, are you someone who who kind of itches for the next thing or were you like were you could you be fine where you were? And then a, just a better opportunity happened. Man, I was, I was, I was always, always the type of person that, to wait. I never did anything for recognition and sort of to try to get to the next level. I understood I wanted to be a collegiate instructor at some point, but I, I needed to get these experiences. I needed to be fully prepared before, if an opportunity came, and that's why I did it. Um, again, those opportunities that was presented to me. There were good opportunities. I feel as though that I've taken this program to a great length in a short period of time, and I set somebody else up for it. And, and that was my whole mindset. Now, each program that I stayed at, uh, I stayed about at least four years, each, mm-hmm. each, each program. And again, I was, I was kind of doing like the kind of slash freelancing and uh, seasonal director percussion. Um, and, I, and I loved it um, because I get the see different students interact because no program interacts the same way as the other. Um, but I was just kind of fortunate um, and lucky to, to land these jobs or, or highly recommended, you know, for them based on, again, what I did previous. Mm-hmm. And so I accepted it and I, and I did some incredible things with, with those programs. What was the, 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 the various positions that you had, were they similar in terms of either uh, student body or, uh, facilities were, were they were they comparable that way or were they like were some of these well established that that you didn't have to you just kind of came in and you were like the next person to take it to the next level? I would say that each pro those last two jobs that I accepted they had one job that I took they had a history a proven history of being super super great and competitive but as a student uh, I guess. As the world turns, students' mentality changes, especially with band. It's, it's just different from when I was in school. And so there were, there were, I would say they had the resources, facilities, the funds to fund it. What these programs needed is somebody who to give them a solid approach. Yeah. And again, these schools always was known for winning, but each program had their downs and ups. And luckily, I came in where they were falling. Mm-hmm. And the director said, no, we don't want to let it fall. Let's bring in somebody who can get our program, strengthen our program. And it just happened for me. Luckily, I just kind of got it right when they needed me. And, and because that they had the school had this a proven history of both of those jobs, I, it was easy for me to, to lift them back up because they, they were accustomed to looking, sounding and winning a certain way in a certain manner. So it was a lot easier, although it still was hard work to get what I needed them to do it was still hard work in a different way so i didn't have to build anything it was already there i just had to pull it out of them that's wonderful while you were doing all these jobs were you um at at some point you you did manage like you took either i don't want to say time off but like you figured out a time that you could get your master's did that yeah 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 actually i was working on the master's while i was doing all of this it was crazy i don't know what was wrong with me but uh (laughs) <laughs> you know, I, 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 I did it because, I, man, I'm, I'm hungry. I like mm-hmm. before I got on this call, I was researching, reading. Mm. I'm, I'm always trying to get out of my comfort zone. I'm, I'm always trying to figure out how can I get better yeah. so that my students can get better. It's with Milford is no time, no time off. I, I, I find myself even at the kitchen dinner table 
I want to relax, but it's just, you, you know what I'm saying? It's just my mind is always, yeah, yeah. I want to get better and I want a great program and I know what it takes to have a great program. So that's, that's my mindset. 24-7, you know, all 30, 31 days, that's just me. I, I, and I cannot help it. I, I, I try to relax even when going to the beach, but I got this etude that I need to be learning. Right. And <laughs> instead of being at the beach and it's fun, I should be really working on this etude, you know. It's like, you know, I could, if I went went to the beach on Saturday, I could have had five or six bars executed. That's how I'm always thinking, you know. It's not bad, or maybe I'm I'm a little a little crazy. I, I don't know, but um, I'm always I'm always thinking like that. I I just can't help it. It's it's, it's in me. I just, uh, you know, I just work, really work hard, and I I want my students to be be super super great, but better than me. I, I'm just things that I didn't have when I was a student. Um, yeah, yeah, just trying really, really hard. Yeah, it's like you yeah. can't you can't turn your brain off. It sounds like no, man. Even when I'm sleeping, like man, I, I find myself only really sleeping for about five solid hours, and then I'm up. I'm like, man, I gotta get on Facebook, man. <laughs> Let me go look at this A two. Let me go look at this piece when I need to be learning. You know, I just I don't know. I mean, I try to get away from it, mm-hmm. but you know, great is not gonna come by just taking days off. Sure. Um, it's good to take a break. It's sure we all need it, but yeah. in reality, the greats—they're practicing now. Somebody's doing something that, you know, I'm always thinking like that. Yeah, Somebody's yeah. doing something that I'm that I'm not doing, and so I'm trying to. I'm always trying to prioritize. Man, I should be doing this. I should be doing that. I just want to be great in, in everything. I just want to be great, man. I just I just want to be the greatest educator that can build and strengthen programs out. That's mm-hmm. what I want to be known for. Ultimately, I, I, I want to build a program at Allen that reflects my students and then ultimately reflects back to me. That's that's what I'm interested in, in doing solely. I, I need no recognition, but I, I want to be known for this guy build solid programs. That's 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 what I ultimately want to be known for. Yeah, that's my that's my only my end goal. That that's a good plan, but yeah, as you and you're like now, and now you're like now I gotta think about how. I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> I gotta think it. about me now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, of course. Yeah, um, yeah. When it turns out that you that you do get this job, were you was there any hesitation to go to go out for it, or was it like I could still do that? I think what the elementary school stuff is what you were doing right before. No, nah, man. It, it, I mean, again, my practice, my past experience kind of set me up. I always was thinking collegiate. Any program I taught, my yeah. elementary program mm-hmm. was ran like a collegiate program. I was teaching theory. I was teaching a little bit of basic air training. I had my kids accustomed to performing at a higher level. Even to our Christmas programs, we never did Frosty the Snowman. We never did Rudolph. We, we didn't do those tunes. We did holiday, nice, orchestral, uplifting music. Because again, I wanted to do something that was not the norm. Mm-hmm. And I did it. I mean, I so again, all these experience that I had, I knew only thing I needed to do was get some experience doing this, this, and this. So when this job present, I got a call. I didn't call Alan. Alan called me. Someone recommended me yeah. for this job. And you know, I was ready now. Could I say this? If I just graduated maybe three years out of college, I would have been probably shivering like a baby, you know, because I just wouldn't have been ready. It would have been it would have been too much pressure yeah. building a new program, trying to understand this, trying to figure this out. 
I just couldn't handle it. I wouldn't be able to handle it. I know me. And so, again, because of those past experiences, I mean, I was cool. When, when I got the call, I just needed to do some other logistical things on my end and, and, and boom, make this make this thing here happen. And also, another thing that's part of my job, with, which, which I'm, I'm sure that our band staff is really, really um, excited or happy of, is that I, I do a lot of recruitment. And so I was, I can, you know, I do, I do pretty well with recruitment after all these other duties that I have, you know, with the university, the drumline, I still have to get on the ground and recruit. So I, I really don't have a, a normal life as any normal serious musician. We don't really have a, a really normal, normal life. We just right. always have things that we need to be doing or, you know, should be doing. And so, you know, that's, that's the logistics of, you know, how it happened for me. And so I was ready. I was ready to go. I was I was just waiting. Keep doing my elementary jobs or high school jobs. And if I ever got that opportunity, I know Milford was going to be able to be able to produce. I, I just knew that because I, I had the experience. So uh, the one thing I was thinking about with the ma- was the when you got the when you were working on and you, and you got your master's, was that um, was that because of. Uh, was was there anything set for the for like the teaching the high school elementary school teaching that you were doing was the reason for that or were you getting that thinking ahead? I wanted to be a collegiate instructor, sure. so I already knew that a bachelor's not going to get me in right. the door. You can't, you can't. Right. Yeah, you need at least a master's. Right, right. So I had to go back to school, get these extra degrees, and you know, at some point in time, I didn't do it for the job. I do it because this is what required. Yeah. And if I get the job, fine. If I don't, I'm still going to be successful. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and that's the mindset, because if I did not think that way and I apply for the job and I didn't get it, sometimes people can't handle that very well. Right. So I was always the more optimistic, humble. Look, mm-hmm. I'm going to do this. Yeah. If I get recommended, boom, boom, boom. I'm cool. Yeah. You know, and so I played the game without playing the game in sort of a sense. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. No, Just I don't know what my you ducks mean. In a row. Yeah, yeah. So the opportunity come, right. I'm there. Yeah. You know, and so a lot of my a lot of my other colleagues, they didn't thought of it like when I explained it to them. I mean, you know, I, I never thought about that. Like, yeah, well, that's how I, I I always think that way. Like even with the concert percussion, like mm. I'm thinking concert percussion, marching percussion. Why? Because most students will easily faster excel in marching percussion. In concert percussion, so I'm thinking backwards. Let's yeah. keep enforcing concert percussion because you're going to excel faster in March. So that's how I think. I mean, I may have a weird way of thinking, but I no, mean, no, it works for me. It, it works perfectly fine for me. Yeah. No, it, no, it, it, it clearly did, and that's that's awesome, <laughs> and it shows you kind of yeah. the benefits of your hard work. Yeah, um, yeah. And additionally, it's really important because um, because you. Uh, it's kind of, it seems like it's also your, your, your natural way of being is to, is to be fit, like that you're, you are constantly thinking ahead on this stuff. Mm-hmm. And so it's yeah. not, it's not a strain for you to do it. Yeah. It's yeah. like, it's just the next, next thing I have to do. Right. Right. I just, my thing is I always tell people, students, whatever you cannot, if you really want to be successful in anything in life, you cannot, or you should not live for just the present time. You should be thinking ahead of the, you have to be 20, 30, 40 steps. The world of percussion is becoming so wide. I mean, I don't even know that the percussion rim was this this challenging or this mm-hmm. this demanding. I mean, I can imagine what it was in 04. I don't know how it was because I was a freshman. I, I didn't yeah. really know all of this. But looking from 04 to now, I, I'm sure the percussion world is 
not the same. It's, it's not the same. Because I can, I, I can remember, I didn't really see nobody on YouTube posting rec- professional recordings like that. No. Or, no. Or, 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 you know, I, I, I didn't. So if this is the standard, I need to fall somewhere in at least that, the standard. Yeah. And, and, and so I'm always researching to try to get better, trying to do this and try just trying to stay ahead of the game. So when that when when that head comes to the game, yeah. I'm already there. We, yeah. We're there. I've been doing this. You know, I've already right. been doing this. And so I've always tried to think sometimes it's hard um, mm-hmm. because sometimes in certain situations I, you can't think ahead of time certain, on certain things. You just got to figure it out and kind of be one leg forward. But I always try my best to put myself in situations that I can be in rather than I shouldn't be in rather. Um, I've always tried to think that way. Great. So let's back up now, uh, Javon. Where did you grow up? So small town in, in St. Stephen's, South Carolina. Um, really not a lot of... What part of the state is it? Depends on what part of Charleston that you're in. Maybe, maybe yeah. 40, 50 miles away from Charleston. Okay. Um, Mont's, Mont's Corner, I'm not sure if you heard of Mont, Mont's Corner, Somerville. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so Somerville, you know, 20, 20 miles or so. So small town, mm-hmm. um, I'm the only one that did music in my family. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, that's, that's, a, that's a different story. But um, I really don't know how I got involved with, with this stuff. But um, I grew up in St. Stephen, South Carolina, and, you yeah. know, was in the band. And that's just where, you know, where it started for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so you're the only one in your family who, who's, who's, who's in music, but what kinds of musical influences were, did you, were, did you have before you even got into the band setting? I just had to tap beat on something. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 I know. I, what you mean. I just got to I just got yeah. I can remember. Everything's like, a drum, right? Yeah. I just, <laughs> my mom, I, I'll tap on her head. <laughs> and so I know, rhythmically i had some type of talent i just mm. had the beat i remember my first drumming drumming beat that i heard on the radio it was uh mc hammer can't touch it you can't touch it <laughs> yeah yeah and i and i mimicked the beat i never forget i was maybe four or five and from right then and there it just kind of like I, I, I was so serious about band as a as an elementary school the high school used to come and play Mm-hmm. During the spring, I'm like, man, I want to do that, man. Yeah. I thought I was going to play the trombone because these guys had on some shades. They was playing the trombone in the concert. And, man, it was grooving. It was jamming. I, as, a, as a second grade, I, I was thinking second or third grade. I mean, I, oh, my God. I just I remember the performance. I was like, man, I got to be in the band. I should go to the football games, man, just, just for the band. And yeah, yeah. I had to do it. I just, I just had to do this. I, it just is in me. It's, it's too far gone. Even if I try to find another career. I don't, I don't know if it's going to work, man. It's, it's, I'm, I'm too heavily involved with this. It's, I, can't, I can't let it go. It's just, which is a good thing, though. You know? Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. that's, 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 that's yeah. great. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what was your kind of like your early band experience like then? Now that you're, if, after seeing it, now that you're yeah. actually in it, what was it like? Got in band in sixth grade and uh, started playing percussion. And uh, I loved it. Mm-hmm. I, I mean... I, I would take that heavy snare drum back then in the nineties, you had the snare drum going and put the pad on the top, full yeah. the drum stand up, put it all in the case. And yeah, you, know, yeah. you had to really carry it. And I was really small and I'm carrying this heavy thing around, out everywhere. Math class, that snare drum is beside me. Yeah, yeah. I didn't want nobody to steal my instrument from me. And uh, I mean, it, it was, I had a great experience in, 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 in band. Um, we had a class about 50 to 60 students as in sixth grade. 
Mm-hmm. And um, I think that was a lot of students at that time. And um, the band director had his challenges. And um, as a sixth grader, were, you know, just kind of doing whatever they needed to do or wanted to do. But I was always serious. I wanted to get, he wasn't a percussionist, but he know rudiments, kinda, he know how to read. And and I just used those little itty bitty tools that he was able to give me. I, w- I was working hard as even a, 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 a sixth grader, a seventh grader, you know, make it all kind and those type of things. Because this is something that I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. In fact, I quit playing track. Um, mm-hmm. I gave sports up because I knew it wasn't going to take me far. I knew this. I mm-hmm. knew it. So I didn't even waste time. Yeah. I didn't waste time. Yeah. So that's, I mean, I had a great experience all through high school band, even in middle school band. I, great experience. It was fun. Yeah. It was, it was fun. I loved it. But, and throughout that experience, it's, it's, is it kind of just limited to like timpani snare the, the, or and like marching stuff and and that's was that it were you playing drum set too at this point uh well no no that was the only well i'm playing i wasn't playing uh you know multi-percussion or anything like sure that. yeah uh, are you talking about in middle school or high school yeah like middle school high school as you're going up through oh, the band man. Uh, uh well you know middle school you can only do but so much right right really i was playing you know like all the hand stuff triangle you know Snare mm-hmm. drums, timpani, concert bass drum, the basics, right? Yeah, yeah. When I got to high school, I never we had we had a xylophone and we had bells, but I never, for some reason, never played it. Mm-hmm. I never played a bell. I never played a scale in high school. Never. Now I played rudiments and I played timpani, concert bass drum, crash cymbals, those types. But as far as melodics and you know the instrument will create harmony, the marimba. Mm-hmm. I know, I know nothing. I know nothing about this. Again, yeah. When I stepped foot on Benedict College campus, I auditioned for Dr. Daniels. And he said, yeah. Oh man, you're pretty good. Whatever he said, we're gonna give you this amount of money. And I said, Well, I'm just going to go play snare drum. He said, No, <laughs> you're gonna be, you're gonna be, you're gonna have to do champion. And I'm looking back as a freshman enough, and I'm looking back. You know, I'm, I mean, I gotta do all this. Oh yeah, you're gonna do all this. Yeah, that's right. And um. That's how it started for me. I knew nothing about being a percussion major prior yeah. um, to coming to school. And I think that's one of the disadvantages that high school percussions that want to come into college that they suffer from, not knowing the standard yeah. as a percussionist. And I'm working on things to, to help improve that, that because it's needed. It's going to set all colleges up for a better product when they mm. get there. And so that's one of the things on my bucket list that I'm, I'm working to um, to get in these high schools and kind of do some things and just know the standards of that because I didn't know. And I'm not sure if my band director didn't know or maybe he know and just didn't have time. You know, a percussion, we, we usually sit in the back and it's easy for us to twiddle our thumbs because we don't have a part or he right. got to get the horns playing and we lose out. It's just one of those yeah. things. And I cer- certainly was the case way back when I was in high school that I, when I once like kind of when I got into a, a per- percussion program and I started to realize the ways that that like even like warming up, for example, yeah. that there are ways that percussionists can be involved that I I was like, we we were just we had like 20 minutes to kill, basically. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's it's but now now that I know what's happening. Man, I got to get back to those high schools, man, and just help those struggling programs and let them know that, hey, man, if you really want to do this as a career, this is what you need to be working for. And, right. and, and it doesn't matter if you have it doesn't matter if you have 
all bad instruction all through middle school and high school. If you want to be successful, you can do it. You're just going to have to work a thousand times better than the person who came from that art school who was bred or born into this. And I was one of those students yeah. that, that didn't have that opportunity. Yeah. You know, and, and I just really work hard because why I wanted it. Right. I wanted it. Yeah. So it, it worked out for me. Yeah. Well, but it's also it's it, you as you're saying that it speaks to how much it matters to how badly to want it and to realize that there are you that there's on the other side, there are students who, who may not badly want it, but just have every like have the tools there. Yeah. And yeah, it's set up yeah. in that way that they don't yeah. even have to, to dig that yeah. deep necessarily. Yeah. 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 I've, I've taught at a program like that. The, mm-hmm. my, my last job. Yeah. I mean, they had a red carpet layout to them, so they ain't thought that they had to work hard. No, you, because you have this, you have to work hard in another area now. You still have to work. You, should, you still have to work hard. If, I mean, if you really want to be a solid competitive person or a unit program, yeah. you still have to work, work super hard. I mean, if you want a good product, serious program. You know, you still have to work hard. So, yeah. Yeah. I, th- you know, the other good thing when you're when you when you go back and you're and you're trying to, um, you know, h- help the, the, you know, the high school generation now just to know kind of what what's ahead is that even if they don't go to your program, like mm-hmm. they'll, they'll be better prepared for wherever yeah. they go. Yeah. Yeah. Most yeah. certainly. Yeah. 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 I just want uh, to. Again, that's another reason why I didn't choose performance not to say that I couldn't do this is just right. that coming from where I came from, mm-hmm. uh, I feel as though I would be a better impact increasing my pedagogy, uh, of, 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 by giving back to those students, knowing, you know, how to get the student to properly stroke this instrument or yeah. properly get the student to produce a, a casualty tone out of this instrument. Those yeah. are the things that I suffer from or see students suffer from. And you need great teachers to do this performance. I don't feel performance would have benefit myself and my students again i'm all about music education is my fundamental purpose yeah um and so um i have some friends that does percussion performance but for me i think i will do a huge impact to most of the communities that i came from and give them these tools to 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 get a a, earn a a, a percussion degree or music degree rather um it just worked better for me um, for what i wanted to do um so i took that approach that route um, and it's been going good for me so far. It's been going good. How do you first encounter or, or know about Benedict? I was actually supposed to go to another HBCU, okay. but because of, of I think it, maybe my high school band director was kind of stagnant on setting up an audition again. I didn't know that, you know, nowadays students are setting up their own audition because they right. maybe don't have a strong parental support or whatever the case may be. Not to say that I didn't have parental support at all. I didn't know. That was yeah. one of the things I knew. So I went to my band director, hey, you know, um, this is what I want to do. Well, he told me, I'm not going to set up an a, a audition for, for Benedict until you can play off 26 standard rhythms. At the time, it was 26 at the time. Right. Mm-hmm. right? And so, I, I, I mean, I played them. I, I played them well. He set it up. But the reason how I got to Benedict at the time uh, all of my friends was going to South Carolina State. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I, I didn't want to go out of state because I needed all the funding to stay sure. in state, right? Yeah, yeah. And so while... And that's the, bigger, that's the bigger HBCU program in the right, state. Right, yeah. right. And, and I knew 
that I didn't want to follow them. And I also yeah. knew that, you know, I wanted to do something different. I, I chose Benedict HBCU because I, I wanted to have fun on the field. Mm-hmm. But I understand that that wasn't going to be my main focus of, of, of you know, that's going to help me pay for college by being in the march man having fun. But I was always really, really serious about learning the art and the craft of percussion. I was serious. I was always serious. I always kept that in the, in, in the front of my head that, look, I'm doing marching band, but this is only for a certain reason. I need to get this so I can be, a, a, you know, a, a powerful society, society, you know, earning this degree. So I, I, I actually heard about the school because one of my friends went there the prior year. Oh, okay. Yeah, prior to that. Mm-hmm. And he said, hey, man, I think you should come. And then, okay, I'll look at it. And I started, I was a junior at that time. Yeah. And um, I started contacting the music department. Hey, you know, I'm interested. What do I need to do? They sent me all this stuff. Fill it out, send it up, set up an audition. I drove down. It was like in June or July, June. I drove down mm-hmm. and I met Dr. Daniels and Isaac Bell. And, and you yeah. know, they, they set me up and aced the, aced the, uh, the audition. Yeah. And, um, it, it kind of went up there from, from, from that point on. Um, just from there, that was my, my stepping stone right there. Yeah. No, that's great. You probably, I, I'm going to guess since the Dr. Daniels had the philosophy that you, you were like, this is, this is the, this is what I want to get out of this. Like yeah. Yeah. Um, I didn't see much from him. Mm-hmm. First off, first when I got there, because he was department chair. Yeah. But he was but, doing a lot of jobs at that school. He, if I, remember I didn't see a lot of us. Folks. I mean, he would teach my applies and sure. do ensemble. But as far as, as far as giving us a lot of resources for a small portion, it didn't happen. And mm-hmm. so I never forgot, forget. He did a master class and he played rhythm song by Smadback. Mm-hmm. That was it for me. That, that, <laughs> that was it. That that was it. I was like, wait a minute. I mean, I I, I trusted him. I trusted yeah. him from my audition. Audition. That that was the biggest thing. I I trusted him. Although I didn't see a lot of mm. other things coming from him, I, I did later on. Yeah. But it was a trust that I I believed in him. I trusted his 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 pedagogy. I trusted him. But when man, when he played that rhythm song, I was like, whoa! I have to play this. Yeah. I got to do this. I got to do it. I, I mean, it was, man, I was blown away. <laughs> I was blown, man. I, I mean, I, awesome. I, I couldn't handle it. And so um, I actually played the piece. I learned it without him even was around. He wasn't even around when I learned the piece. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, I just, I took that initiative and I learned it. It took me about, you know, maybe six weeks to really learn it. Yeah. Another month or so to kind of get it really good. Yeah, I learned it over the summer when school wasn't out. By the way, it wasn't in, nice. and so I, I had the upper hand. I played it for my senior recital, but it was a, he 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 put that piece to me. Yeah. I could have related. It was really showy, and I was like, "Man, it's an audience pleaser here. Let, let me do this one." And um, he was he demonstrated that to me, um, and, and it just kind of happened. But again, great teacher has a really lot of knowledge in, in percussion. He's doing a lot, and um, I just spoke to him um, yesterday. Mm. Was it yesterday? Oh, day before yesterday. Okay. Um, yeah. So really, really good, man. Did he start up at Tennessee State while you were still an undergrad? Yeah, yeah. So he he left and um he was coming back in every so often. And I prepared a senior recital and but 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 during that time I was already at that level to where I was kind of fortunate to where it, it kind of worked out for him traveling back because 
a freshman wouldn't be able to survive. Or even a sophomore, some junior who wouldn't even have good work ethic. But I was always diligent about doing what I needed to do. So it kind of worked out. Mm-hmm. And um, he came back and, you know, I did senior recital and I'm out of here. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, yeah, I had some hiccups in, in, in between the program, but it was some logistical, you know, musical stuff that I, I couldn't, it was beyond my control. Mm-hmm. Um, but I needed to say, I, I steadfast and I, you know, I, I did it and I graduated. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. It's good. Got yeah. it. So what was, tell me a little bit about the, uh, the marching experience at Benedict. The, the marching experience was, uh, I, I, I think, really different. And when mm-hmm. I say different to the fact of the way how they play, mm-hmm. they play, it was really loose. I came from, I came from a core band. Oh, so okay, yeah. Intensity and tight. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the sound of the drums was loose. They played on the power stroke heads. Oh, yeah. And, and, <laughs> Those and, things are so loud. <laughs> yeah. So, so there was. I mean, you can do it. You can do. You can do a a, a fire show. Yeah. It's gonna sound like firecrackers out there. I mean, if you really have good hands, I mean, you got to know how to play those type of heads. Yes, right, to sound good. I mean, because if you sound muddy, it's gonna it's gonna produce a muddy sound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was different. Um, I guess the organization of how the drum line was being ran, but again. Great experience. It was something new that I didn't wasn't used to hearing. Mm-hmm. Um, but what was even even better for me and my 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 uh, colleague um, Thomas Van, yeah. we kind of introduced her to something new to the drama at that time in on 2004. Um, playing tonals, they wasn't playing tonal oh. drum at, at that time. Yeah, and so I don't know if that was a thing back then or how a lot of HBCUs was doing it. Mm-hmm. But Benedict was not doing tonal drum. Period. It was yeah. all bass, unison parts, a lot. Right. And um, we wrote kind of the eight. more of the the swag style versus right, the East right, Coast. right, yeah. right, 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 right. And so um, uh, we wrote a cadence, and then we, we did that, and it's still being played today. We implemented a lot of, uh, I guess, from a, a technical technique aspect that those guys are still being used by. Mm-hmm. Because I guess I had a, a strong foundation of the core background mm-hmm. and I, yeah. I emulated some things that I've seen from high school and brought it to them but we tweak it to how we need but you know um I thought the drum line was good they're even much better than when I was in school just because the years has and, and this is what a lot of drum lines are doing currently and it's another 20 years that's going to phase out and somebody else going to be doing something else yeah. this is like a seasonal thing with these drum lines yeah oh yeah yeah definitely yeah did you uh w- were you uh, doing uh, the sling, were, were you all? Doing? Yeah, yeah. So was that so? That was new for you. Yeah. Well, actually, actually, what happened? Uh, I was so, I made the snare line. Yeah. But then I came to band camp late, right? Oh yeah. Because because I had this thing. Oh man, I'm going to Furkles on school, man. I'm going to watch it and see how my grades do. But really, in my mind, you know, when somebody says that they're probably not going to come to yeah. band. Right. And. I was out on the campus just having a good time, just sitting down on the bench. Mm-hmm. Aren't you supposed to be on the bench? Because this girl who I went to school with the mm-hmm. year, two years before, she t- brought me to Dr. Daniel's office and said, no, we're going to make sure this is straight. Damn. And so um, I actually played multiples mm-hmm. my first two years. Gotcha. And then when those guys phased out, then I started playing snare. But when I did, man, it was a killer, man. <laughs> it, it, it is a killer because... I had on a necklace. I used to wear a necklace. Oh, yeah. I used to get down there on that bone. Just like it, it tears <laughs> you up. Hole in your, oh, your neck. It tears you up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It tears you, it tears you up, man. It, I mean, that's a, that a lot of dead weight. Those pearl drums, man. It, yeah. That's a lot of dead weight, man. 
Yeah. Yeah, oh yeah, it, it was tough. It was yeah, I'm, it was tough. It's oh yeah. It, it's a. Uh, I mean, if you're not around it, you don't realize how like that's a skill in a, in a, on its own. Oh yeah. Because, because you're playing a sling snare, you're you still are doing all the same stuff hands wise that a chord drummer is doing, but now you got to do it while the, to, to maintain balance and posture and not have your your shoulder fall off your body. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, I mean. It, I remember going to practice with the with the towel wrapped on my mm-hmm. shoulder and resting it. But then now my shoulder is hot and it starts to sting and burn. So I realized that oh, my blood wasn't flowing right here. So I, I just might as well just kind of take it off. And then I realized that, you know, if I put on two shirts, like I put a shirt, a T-shirt here yeah. and put on my regular T-shirt, that kind of helps it out a little bit. Um, but, uh, man, it's a killer, man. You got to – I think for me, I always tell my students it's more of a mental thing. Yeah. Um, don't think about it. Don't. Expect it to wear down you, because yeah. if you don't, it 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 you buckle it it hurt you real bad. Um, but so always tell yourself that you know I know the drum is heavy, yeah. I know that this is different. So, boom, yeah. And those young guys they live for marching band, so they're not really worrying about right pain. No, they because this is they want to do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the back pain and the shoulder pain oh, yeah. hasn't, hasn't hit them yet. <laughs> I can't, I can't do that anymore. I'm like, <laughs> put my snare on the snare drum stand and I'll demonstrate. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or you're like, let me have the sticks and then you'll play the, yeah, play the thing yeah, on there. Yeah, but no, that's not, I, I tried to do it at Benedict Homecoming one year, 2013, man. Yeah. No, man, I, I don't have it anymore. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I don't got it no more. I mean, my, my stamina has not changed. I was, I was marching out some of those kids, but yeah. Just to have all that weight down, I'll be like, man, I'm not doing this no more, man. I'm I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. the drums got heavy, I seem like. I see, right. I don't know. They got heavy. I was like, no, I'm good. I don't know, man. I'm, I'm, I'm good on that area. Yeah. They got, like, super heavy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so true. Yeah. <laughs> At Benedict, what kind – well, going back to the, the marching stuff, like, who is your – like who are who are you typically playing uh you know in games? Who is your who are your main opponents? Just bands or you know, football teams and stuff? From what I can remember, I think we play Kentucky State, mm-hmm. uh Clark, Central, Morehouse. Central State. No, not Central State. Okay. No, not Central State. Uh we played South Carolina State as a classic game. Then we yeah. played uh Miles one year for homecoming. Yeah. Um that's really all I can remember. Okay. Yeah. But of course, a lot of schools wasn't traveling. Really oh, like okay. The football team played, but I remember going up against Clark Atlanta, Miles, uh, South Carolina State. Mm-hmm. And that's really was it between okay. my whole college career. I mean, because you know how that travel thing goes. I mean, funding and or whatever the reason may be. Yeah. Um, but those are the drum lines that I, that I remember seeing as far as a game. Yeah. Those are the those are the weeks when when they're like we're gonna we're gonna keep like you yeah. don't go home those weeks. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it was it was uh, it was good, man. I mean, I had I had a great time at Benedict, man. Again, they exposed me to some things I, I probably wouldn't have gotten if I went someplace else. Um, I, I'm 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 quite quite sure sure of that. Um. Just because I remember Dr. Daniels telling me, he's like, do you realize y'all one of the very few that have a fire out through Marimba? Yeah. 
at the falls at HBCU at, at that time. At, at that, that time, time, I'm like, I said, no, I don't, I don't get what you're saying, really. Mm-hmm. He said, no, you're, you're the only one. I think he named a couple of the schools that he knows to have them, but yeah. a lot of HBCUs didn't have access to a five. I, he said, man, y'all lucky. Yeah. You know? And so I, I, I just didn't know, man. It's just, I did not know what all this stuff and titles, I, I just didn't know. Yeah, I, I just didn't know. And so you mentioned um, rhythm song. Do you remember other stuff you played on your, uh, on your recital? Yeah, man, I played Rhythm Song. I played The Sonata for Timpani by John Beck. Mm-hmm. I played the A2, I can't remember, A2, I think number nine from the Advanced Studies from Peters, I believe it was. Okay. Um, I played that and I played uh, uh, Crystal Mallet by uh, Arthur Lipner. Mm, okay. Um, I played that and I played. Uh, uh, Morris Dance, multi-percussion solo by Goldenberg, I believe it was by Goldenberg. Okay. Yeah. Morris Goldenberg, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I played, that was, that was my senior recital. Yeah, that was my senior recital, yeah. You know, when you were there, what was the, um, the percussion ensemble uh, experience like? It was okay. Yeah. The the only thing that I wish we did was actually have a lot of concerts. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't have any concerts for whatever reason. We, mm-hmm. we we just didn't have. And again, at I can I, I think I'm assessing this correctly. When my class came in in '04, yeah, that was a a good stepping ground or reviving the music department because I came in with some serious some serious guys. Yeah, now yeah. before I came in. I'm not really sure how the program was before that because it was a lot of things that was was going on that shouldn't have been happening. It's just you had a lot of guys there that was um, a lot older and taking them a lot of time to get through the program. So yeah. I don't know if the curriculum was lining up with what they were supposed to do so that it also reflected, you know, the percussion ensemble. Um, we had limited serious students in the program. And so, but... Um, I use my jury, my my seminar performance to substitute as my my percussion ensemble um, because I just wanted to hit the stage to get some stage experience. Sure. So yeah. because we, because we didn't do a whole lot of that, I make sure that I'm, I'm preparing and learning. Even if I didn't sound the greatest during that particular week, mm-hmm. I'll come back in a few weeks and redo that same piece over, but perfect it and work on my my stage presence with that. You know, just. At me, it was an experimental thing mm-hmm. at that point in time. Um, and so I used that avenue to say, hey, you know, Dr. Daniels, I, I want to, you know, perform this, what you have me working on is not the best right now, but I need to get experience putting this out there and doing what I can do and approach it differently the next time. I just wanted to get better. In that. And it worked. It just worked for me. It, I made it work. Yeah. It worked. Yeah, it made it work. Yeah. All right. Well, I finished up with a segment called Random Ask Questions. You kind of answered this, but I'm going to ask it again in a different okay. way. Uh, what's um, an issue in percussion education that most gets under your skin or drives you the most nuts? Just neglecting the fact that percussion ensemble is just as important as uh, marching percussion. Um, and then when you get creative with the ensembles, you can do drum set ensembles, hand drum ensembles, all kind of sound, body percussion ensemble. Yeah. But when you talk about ensemble, the first thing I'm talking about, or most people are talking about, is percussion ensemble, which we do in melodics and all this other cool stuff. And so I think that's bothering me 
the most currently that why is it that percussion ensemble entirely are not getting the same respect and love as marching percussion currently at a HBCU? Why is that? And again, this is one of the issues or concerns that I'm working, me and some guys, other professionals are working on to tattle, tackle and fix this immediately, immediate concern of mine. That bothers me the most. Also, also, there's another one. Being underrepresented or represented at Percussion Art Society. Yeah. There's not a lot of African-American being presented, presenting, performing, and just, I guess, overall supporting the event. And so those are my two concerns that I'm working with to try to help the culture. And I think a lot of this comes with between just not knowing, just not being aware. Because if I know it's hot outside in June, I'm going to do a couple of things. I'm going to hydrate before I go outside. I'm going to make sure I wear a hat. Mm-hmm. But if I never did it, then this is you're going to assume that you're doing the correct thing. Right. Right. And so those are my concerns. I'm, I'm glad you said that. It leads into the next question, um, the, particularly the second half of that. I'll, I'll, I'll give you the question and that we're going to kind of, I want to backtrack a little bit. But so my main question that I ask in this spot is being an African-American in the world of percussion, just kind of floor is yours. Honestly, I think that um, I get looked at differently a lot of times or um, I'm not competent in what I'm talking about or um, maybe good enough to work at a PWI. Um, those are the things that most African-American uh, musicians that face, they're some t- sometimes maybe afraid or timid to go out for a certain job because they, because they may be discriminated upon. But me also, as an African-American male, um, I think that, that that's always, I got to keep in mind that I'm coming into a field that's dominate, dominated by mostly, mainly Caucasian folks. And that if I do do this, I have to work harder than the person that doesn't look like me. I just have to do that. Um, that's one of the things that I, that I kind of suffered from by being an African-American male um, in a predominantly Caucasian field when you talk about classical concert percussion, whatever. Um, I, I have to understand that I have to work a thousand times harder because it's politics that follows behind this um, in, in some way, shape or form. Um, that's, just, that's just what it is. Um, could it be changed? Yes. The ideal thing is, will it change? No, I don't think it will change. I just, I just feel that way. Hoping for the best, but I can't help the, the, the pigment that's in my skin. You know what I'm saying? I can just kind of hope that I have the same equal rights as, as a person who doesn't look like me. Glad you said all that. And it, what I was, where I was thinking about this is that I know this is the, what you said about, particularly about, like percussive art society and other organizations. Um, I, you're not, as you know, you're not the first person to, t- to notice this, right. <laughs> right. To comment on it. Um, right. And uh, the thing that, that I always think about is when, when a and played, uh, right. when they did that showcase concert, like, you know, 
five, six years. I don't, can't remember what it was. It was like 2014 yeah. or 15 yeah. or something like that. Yeah. And, and it like, you know, people lost their minds. Like they, you know, they hadn't seen, you know, they hadn't, they, like an HBCU drumline hadn't been showcased at, right. you know, hadn't been showcased there. And, and it's like, if, if you were around it, you were like, no, this is, this has been here the whole time. Like, right. Eyes weren't open for it, basically. Right, right. right. My my thing, um, I, I I like uh, I love AT. Um, mm-hmm. Great great program, but um, I'm also trying to figure out some other other ways to to. I would love to see a HBCU concert percussion program that yeah. hitting the stage, not not a marching clinic. Right, is that we being looked at? I mean, but ultimately you got to be able to play. Obviously, when right. you do do this, you have to be able to perform at a high level. I right. get it. Um, so those are the concerns that I'm more interested in working with towards to see some HBCUs that's qualified that meet the criteria, hit that main stage, not playing in the hallway, not doing a marching right. clinic. Yeah. No, no, no. On the main stage, and it can happen. Yeah. And based on what we are talking about now, from the start of the conversation you can kind of get a good assessment that, you know, where, where my mindset is, is what, what, what I'm going to do yeah. um, with the percussion program at Allen University. Um, you know, currently where we at, that, that is my long-term goal to, to, to get there. My short-term goal is to be able to have uh, Allen University perform at South Carolina Day of Percussion. That, that needs to be the stepping stone and then work our way to pacing. And it's not, it's not, it's not that difficult. You work hard, you learn what you need to do, and perfect it and play at a higher level. Somebody's going to see that and respect you enough and believe in that, you know, I don't, I'm not sure um, has been done before at basic uh, HBCU concert percussion perform. I, I don't think so. Not to your, not, yeah. no, no, it's been either, like I said, it's been either marching clinics, um, which there've been a number of, uh, right. It, it, that those have actually, like the the this past year was the first time I I really liked I don't know if you got to see the the one that I did um, I did you know, Virgil yeah that Virgil and and yes. and Lamont and and yeah. Eric and all them yeah uh, did because it was like again it's like if you're if you're I I've been fortunate that I I was connected to you know like to a lot of that for a number of yeah. years that like I knew that there was a a pretty vast array of styles in what, what my people might think is one, a monoculture of, yeah. uh, of yeah. HBCU drumming. It's like, no, yeah. no, no, yeah. no, no, it's, it's <laughs> not, it's not what you think it is. I mean, right. those guys can play. I mean, yeah, they're playing some stuff. They have hands too. Yeah. It's just that showmanship that what we do, I think some people may feel differently about it. Right. It's just a showmanship. They're playing music. Yeah. Um, there's some great HBCUs, uh, you know, um, that's actually really playing really, really great music. It's just the yeah. showmanship that they put behind it. Um, what sets them different from other schools? That's that's the only thing different. That That is right. the only thing different. I mean, so just yeah. trying to work hard in that area, man, to hope to change some things. Yeah. Man. Yeah. And, and it's and it's clear that the. Um, I know this just from talking to a lot of the other professors at these schools that it's like all the standards are the same. It's the same. It's the same. It's just, right. So like, like if you would just look at everyone's hands, it's the same. Like you're all doing the same types of things. Yeah. 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 It's just, it's just what, what else is happening (laughs) with a lot of that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. 
So, um, yeah, so that as far as I, like I said, I'm pretty sure that there's been no, like, there's been no concert percussion group from, uh, from HBCU, um, that's really done. I mean, there've been like, it's been like either individual sessions or, or yeah. things like that, but it's been nothing. That's, and I'm glad also you mentioned like the hallway thing. Cause I'd forgotten right. about some of that right. too. Yeah. I mean, that's cool. I mean, that's cool, but you putting me in a corner that I'm not really interested in doing to, so, right. to so, we're going to get you here, but no, you still ain't giving us what you want. So I'm, I'm, I'm interested in seeing, if there's an HBCU out there that can play, that can hit the main stage. But again, just by talking to people, a lot of people really not really comfortable or really feel as though PASIC is for them, um, which is another is- issue that I'm trying to talk with people and encourage them to keep going. Let's, let's change it. Let's, because yeah. a lot of times, a lot of people who make a decision, then they're, they're not, they don't really know. They know, right. but they need somebody to keep on pushing them to educate them on it. You know, yeah. so it's a, it's a work in progress, but I would love to see Allen University get there in the next couple of years. Based on how we are working, performing now, mm-hmm. it shouldn't be that difficult to get us there. It shouldn't be. Yeah. Uh, you're thinking about the right way just because of how you've, you've said, like, let's get to the state. Like, let's make sure the state knows who we are. Right. And then we could start, like, you know moving at you know moving in that direction too and right. that, it could be it doesn't even have to be just the you know the state percussion society it could be right state music educators festival right. it could be like the state right. band director like you know right. you you, right. you you know right. that there's there's all these other opportunities that that can that can help too oh yeah most certainly so no that's great that's great i i i, I love that mindset <laughs> yeah yeah awesome all right we'll get this let's get some other questions uh on a slightly more fun uh, level here. What's a great movie and what's a terrible movie? You know, tell you the truth, that's a, that's a little tough one for me because I don't really watch a lot of movies, but if I had to say a good movie, I like Bad Boys. I like... Oh, I like, yeah. I, I like all of the Bad Boys. <laughs> I love it. I love all of the... To me, I like action-packed movies. I gotcha. Um, and so, yeah, I would say Bad Boys. That's one of my all-time favorites. It's a good one. Now, what about a terrible movie? A really terrible movie? What's the movie that just came out? It just uh, came out, teacher. That the, the band oh, was, Soul. Yeah, I, I think Soul was kind of bad to me a little. And hmm. I, I like the movie, but I will say it's, it's, it kind of falls on my bad side because I think it wasn't a good imitation of what, what band directors really, really go to. Yeah. I, I didn't think... I didn't, I understand the concept and the idea, but it seems like it didn't really get to the point. I thought that was not so good. Yeah. When I saw the movie, I said, well, no. There's a lot of truth in this, but I said, yeah. no. This, this, I think they, they should revisit this one. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, I think the, uh, the newcomer to America was bad to me. Ah, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm very hesitant to watch that. I mean, because I, I hold the I hold the original way too high. Oh man! <laughs> as, as yeah. lots of people like yeah. love the first yeah. one. I mean, <laughs> I like the second one too because I, it's good to see all the original characters kind of still living. You know, yeah, yes, yeah, was, that's good. But, but 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 then you realize that it's a generational thing, so they have all these modern people in the movie, right? Adjusting to current times, you yeah. know. So 
they should have still kept it old schoolish. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it was too modern for based on the first movie. Mm. And so I thought that was kind of no. Uh, I wasn't impressed with that. I fell asleep, <laughs> sleep every time I watched it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you've yeah. made you've made an attempt. Like yeah, every- <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I attempted to give you my undivided attention. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. That's that's great. I, I, I agree. I the, the 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 soul thing is is I, I agree with you because it um you know like they have that opening scene where he's in the like he's doing the jazz ensemble for the middle school or whatever. Yeah. But then they they that never happens again. Like ne- it, never happens. Yeah. That's what made it bad. Yeah. That was one of the reasons why I said no. This is not really what should have happened. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. What is a a kitchen mess up? You had, I guess, doing too much things at one time and forgot that I have other things going on. Just and it's it's something probably like for instance when I'm frying chicken, mm-hmm. I may be trying to bake a uh, 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 cornbread, mm-hmm. and I know exactly how I want my fried chicken to look and taste. Yeah, yeah. And you know, I go sit down and watch TV and paying attention to the to the, the pan in the oven and forgot about my chicken. Easy, simple mistake. <laughs> and, and now I'm not gonna throw it away. Right, right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make improv and and eat this. You know what I'm saying? I'm yeah. gonna get, I'm gonna get creative. You know, I'm not gonna throw it away. Right. But that's a typical mess up that I typically make. Just doing too much. My mind is racing about music. Oh, I need to be doing this. I, you know, and it just yeah. I lose sight of track of of things. Right. But you're not going to go hungry. No. So, like, I'm not going to starve. I'm, I'm going to make this work. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to make this. Oh, yeah, for sure. Right. I'm going to make this work. You're almost like eating it just to, like, just to prove that you can, yeah. <laughs> you'll, you'll, yeah. you'll eat your food, yeah. whatever you cooked. That's right. I'm not, I grew up, we don't throw away food in my household. That's right. how Same. I grew up in my grandmother's house. We don't throw away food over here. Yeah, yeah. You're not going to waste, you're going to eat this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I have that mentality now, you know, I'm not going to waste <laughs> Right. Yeah. Yeah. Even though you're sitting there like, I did Man. not have to spend five minutes. <laughs> Man, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Yeah. What is the most impractical item of clothing you own? It's, it's, between, it's between a couple scarves and neckties. <laughs> I, and I don't want to give them away because it's one of those eyes or scarves that if you buy a nice outfit, make it doable. Yeah. This is not something that you can display, oh, like a solid black, black glow is anything. This No, this is detail and really special. Mm-hmm. It's just sitting there. I'm not going to go buy something special to accommodate the tie or the scarf, you know, so it's just sitting there. Yeah. I, I hear you. Yeah. But it's still sitting there. <laughs> it's still sitting there. Yeah. It's still sitting there. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. All right. Has anyone ever nailed an impression of you? And if so, how'd they do it? Uh, yes. I guess just about how I run things or how I typically would do handle my daily lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Uh, it kind of measures up to what, what, what they would probably, probably say. For instance, when I was an undergrad student at Benedict, I, I really dressed up the par, not as far as suits, but when mm-hmm. I go to class, clothes really press mm-hmm. nice, you know. So ideally, some people will say, well, I know that you're going to become a member of Kappa Alpha Psi fraternity. 
and so I did. That is that is the fraternity that I actually became a member of, Kappa Alpha Psi. Yeah. Now it's the stereotypical side of what they say, you know, how we dress, how we carry carry ourselves, but that's just what I do. I mean, I look to like look look, I like to dress really well when mm-hmm. I go out, when I go to class. That's just what I do. And so that was one of those things that somebody guessed that, you know, I know you're going to be this. And I did. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Yeah, I did. Nice. Let's see. Do you have a sports fandom? I don't. I don't. I mean, as a person that I watch on TV, like a, a sports person, yeah. man, uh, ideally, uh, Michael Jordan was always, always a great, great fan of mine um, when I was when I was a kid. And then Kobe Bryant. Um, mm. I like to see Kobe Bryant. And really, after him, I, I really don't keep up with nobody else. Mm. Yeah. I don't have a football team, no. Gotcha. South Carolina, it doesn't have um, – there's no pro anything. No. So it's no, like it's all college usually if it's if it's local. Yeah, but from what I'm hearing, Carolina Panthers represent South Carolina in you know North Carolina. The only reason why the stadium is not here is because of the population. Is Charlotte is bigger? They yeah. they usually have a facility in in Spartanburg where they train at. Yeah, so yeah. That's that for that. But you mm-hmm. know, <laughs> it's funny. I I have I have friends in my life who are, who are like massive Kobe people. Yeah. And I was, like I respected him because he was yeah. he I he was to me he was like the unkillable, you know. Yeah. He he could always find a way, but oh he also drove me nuts because it just like he's too know. good. Right. See, exactly. This is exactly he's, how he, he, <laughs> I mean he, he just he's like, how do you do this? I mean, right, how yes. do you how, how do you hit these shots? It, yeah. It's almost like when I saw Lee Stevens play and he did a one-handed roll and he just, I was like, are you even real? I mean, do you have something programming you? I mean, so I get it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's, I mean, he was good. I mean, great, great ball player. I mean, he, he did it. Right. He did it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, he would do, I mean, the thing is like, I would, is it someone who, who liked to cheer against him? I always, I was always like, how is he like? How are you like? Why does he even get this shot off? You know, yeah, like, yeah, and then he yeah, still because yeah, like you yeah. know he's gonna shoot the ball, and then he does, and, and, and he, he's gonna make it. Yes, exactly. He's gonna make it. <laughs> like Steph Curry. I mean, if right. you give him the ball and nobody's on him, he's gonna he's he's not gonna miss. Right. He's not gonna miss. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's what's what's interesting about Durant is that because he's so tall, like yeah. it doesn't matter. Like you could guard matter. him, and it doesn't matter because he's gonna shoot over you. He's gonna shoot all you. You can't stop him. Can't stop him. You can't can't stop him. <laughs> <laughs> it's wild. All right, a few more questions. Where is somewhere that you have not traveled to that you still want to get to? Man, Dominican Republic, man. Mm. Jamaica, um, Costa Rica, uh, Dubai, couple a couple places in state. I like to revisit New York. I had a sh- mm. I went there. I had a short period of time there. Really short. Um, California had that on my bucket list. Scheduled to go. Haven't been there yet. And probably another place in state that I would like to probably go to, to, to really, really enjoy Tennessee. I've been there, but it was on business playing in the orchestra, so I didn't really yeah. get a chance to really, you know, fiddle faddle around like mm-hmm. I wanted. To. Uh, so yeah, definitely gonna hit those. Yeah. Uh, sometime. 
Yeah. Did uh, like uh, Nashville or Memphis or places like that? It or? was. It was uh, as far as, as as far as the uh, what city I want to go to. Yeah. 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 Uh, Nashville, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go check out the drum shops there. They have mm-hmm. drum forks, drum closet. And Pearl is there and innovative. Yeah. Going to go tour. Look at how, see how they do some things out there. Yeah. 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 Any particular reason uh, Dominican Republic? Man, just just want to go someplace I never never been. I have some friends that went, mm. and uh, oh, some family members say, "Man, you really want to go to a different place besides Jamaica? Put Dominican Republic and check it out." I mean, they speak Spanish, but you can get over that. Yeah, uh, uh, just go and hang out. Some something that's really really different. All right, uh, favorite book. Favorite book. This seems a little strange, um, okay. but. There's one book, there's there's actually a method book that the uh, Method of Movement, uh, Lee Stevens' book. Yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of information. And I still haven't read it all, although I remember a good bit of information. And so as far as reading, I really don't read a whole lot of like novel books and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I read a lot of uh, like educational books mm-hmm. that applies to what I'm doing now, just only so I can increase my pedagogy and just become overall knowledgeable. Yeah, yeah. Um, I read a lot of uh, uh, PAS articles that's on there mm-hmm. from time to time. So between that and that method of movement book, just kind of picking off where I left off at, just kind of because there's a lot of content and you, you can't read it all. And, you know, yeah. And so between those two resources, that's what I do kind of as far as my reading. Yeah. If you meet someone and they say and they say, oh, I like this, whatever this is. And you're like, you and I are good. What's that item for you? Either the person say, oh, I like concert percussion. <laughs> the person said, I like concert percussion. Oh, we, we, we good. Or if the person said, hey, uh, how, do I, how can I get better at my instrument? We're good. <laughs> um, now, if we're talking about non-related musicians. Yeah, well, how about something non-percussion related? Uh, non-percussion related. Uh, if a person said... Uh, Let's go take a flight somewhere. I'll pay for it. Oh, we're good. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we good. Yeah, we good. Yeah. Come on, let's do it. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> All right. Um, what is either the strangest, funniest, or most bizarre performance moment that involves you? Man, I I just did a I just did a concert on uh, uh, this Tuesday. But I was playing with a high school. Mm-hmm. So that was really weird kind of feeling. You know, you have a collegiate instructor playing with, I mean, it was great performance, but I felt out of place. Number one, I had on a di- different dress attire. Although I look like a, a student. Like a lot of people at the university still think that I'm a student. Literally. It still believes that. I go in the cafeteria, you think I'm a student. But anyway, um, I think that was, that was probably been a real uncomfortable moment for me, just knowing that how accurate my timing is mm-hmm. versus their timing. And so I kind of had to adjust to them to make everything seem like I'm right and they're wrong or they're right and I'm wrong. So I, I felt really awkward on Tuesday playing, but I, I made it happen. That was really uncomfortable for me. And also another performance was uh, our very first percussion ensemble concert that we had, and I played the John R. Ferry um, fanfare for Tamarine. Mm-hmm. And I played one of the parts. I mean, that was really uncomfortable for me. 
because I knew how it's supposed to go versus playing with a lot of unskillful musicians, just trying to get it through it. Mm-hmm. That was really uncomfortable. But, we, we, you know, we did it. We made it happen and, and pushed it to the side and got better the next concert. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, they they need those first experiences. Oh, man. After yeah. the first one, we're good now. <laughs> right. oh, oh, we're, def- we're definitely good now. Yeah. Okay. We're definitely good. <laughs> All right. That's awesome. All right. Last question, Javon. What one piece of art could be music, movies, books, podcasts, YouTube clips, theater, visual art, poetry, whatever, has impacted you the most recently? Being involved in music and taking my my education to another another level by working at the university, just by being involved in, in, in on, on a collegiate arena, because now my ears train a different way versus the high school, elementary, and the middle school, what I was used to hearing. So I will say just you know, excited to, 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 to have a different love and perspective for where my career is at that's allowed me to, to be involved in music. Um, at this point in my career, I, w- I will say, probably say that, yeah. Like, was there a, like a, a moment where you realized that you, that like you, you're, you had to kind of change your, your, your frame of reference um, you know, to, to adjust to your new reality, basically. Yes, yes, yes. Every, every, basically every day, every day I always give myself a mental assessment. Did I do this right? I did it wrong or did I did it fair? What could I do better to fix it to, mm-hmm. to become even better? And so I always, I always think about those, those interpersonal things daily to, to help me become a, a better person now. And not every day I have an answer for that. Yeah, sure. Not every day I have an answer for it, but every day I think about it. Did I did the right thing? Did I impact somebody's child's life? Did I, did I, was I a girl? These are things I'm, I'm trying to get better with. And, I, I, and I'm, I'm extremely hard on myself as it is, but mm-hmm. I just want to be like super perfect to wow. Again, like I expressed to you in the early part of the broadcast, I want to be known for building a great, percussion program or programs the ones that i've done before i just want to be known for that building programs that have no training no nothing milford can build those guys up or he did this based on his career so great to chat and catch up with javon after these many years I look forward to the progress he's able to make in his program and throughout South Carolina in the many years to come. This week's rave is the 2021 film Summer of Soul, or The Revolution Will Not Be Televised, directed by Amir Questlove Thompson and soon to be in theaters and on Hulu in early July. This past weekend was the annual True False Documentary Film Festival, held every year in Columbia, Missouri. Normally, this fest is held the first full weekend of March in many indoor venues. But due to COVID protocols, they planned ahead and had a smaller festival at our major outside park in town over a long weekend. I typically catch five to six movies or so during the festival, but this time I only got to see one in person. And that's why I got to see this movie two months before its major debut. And it is 
fantastic. Questlove, who makes his directorial debut with this film, looks at this widely unknown festival that was held on multiple weekends throughout the summer of 1969. It was referred to as Black Woodstock, as it took place in Harlem, New York, in New York City, the same summer as the famed Woodstock Festival upstate in Bethel, New York. The primary reason that this event has escaped general knowledge is that while it was filmed and recorded, and there's news footage of it when it occurred, the footage was unable to be sold to a distributor for either film or TV, and then it was put away and pretty much forgotten. It was only recently discovered, and now it is brought back to full life. The film is great for a number of reasons. Questlove does a wonderful job of getting folks who attended or performed at the event to watch the recently discovered footage and reminisce about that summer. These are frequently incredibly emotional and proud experiences to reflect on. Two, the film is structured to tell the story and context of what was happening in Harlem and throughout the country in 1969. The good and the bad, the challenges and the accomplishments. This includes an incredible segment about the racial disparity of interest in the first moon landing of Apollo 11, which happened during the festival. And three, and most importantly, the footage and the sound of the concerts is spectacular. Questlove, in the post-film Q&A, said that the quality was already terrific when he watched the footage originally and only needed a little help to make it as good as it was. Among many artists, you'll see Stevie Wonder, The Fifth Dimension, B.B. King, Ray Barreto, The Edwin Hawkins Singers, Nina Simone, Sly and the Family Stone, and many others. The concert footage is the reason that you need to see this, and it's also the reason you need to see it in a theater if you're able to. And in particular, there is a performance for the ages by Mahalia Jackson and Mavis Staples. So look out for that, and look out for Summer of Soul coming to a theater near you this summer. And that's our show. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, and leave a comment and a rating. You can always find every episode and the show notes at the homepage at PeteZambito.com slash Pete's Percussion Podcast, the episodes. The show is on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, and many other podcast locations. If you're on Facebook, like the page Pete's Percussion Podcast. You can find me there, on Instagram and Twitter at Pete Zambito, or by email at Pete's Perk Pod at gmail.com. And I'll catch you next time. Until then.